Well, tonight, I'm going to talk to you about perspective. That sounds real spiritual, huh? Well, it is. You know what? Everybody looks at things differently. Everybody has their own take on things. It's one of the things that has become really obvious in our world. It seems like social media just kind of amplifies everything. But isn't it amazing how many different opinions there is about everything? Gary Thomas writes in Christianity Today, he says, thinking about eternity helps gain perspective. He said, I'm reminded of this every year when I figure my taxes. During the year, I rejoice at paychecks and extra income, and sometimes I flinch when I write out my tithe check, my offering. He says, I do my best to be a joyful giver, but I confess it's not always easy, especially when there's other perceived needs or wants. He says, at the end of the year, however, all that changes. As I'm figuring out my tax liability, I wince at every source of income and rejoice over the tithe and the offering checks. More income means more tax, but every offering and tithe means less tax. Everything's turned upside down or perhaps more appropriately right side up. I suspect judgment day will be like that. I'm sure that it will. There's a lot of things that are going to be turned right side up on judgment day. Jesus said some really strange things like the last are going to be first and the first are going to be last. And people say, oh, no, that's not fair. I want to tell you that in eternity, in, in the judgment, that everything's going to be made right. Everything's going to be fair. But there's, going to, there's a lot of those kinds of things. You know, that's a principle of the kingdom. And there's a lot of those kinds of things that in judgment, on judgment day, it's going to be a different perspective, isn't it? You know, sometimes we need to get a new perspective on some things. You know, a lot of the time that's the real issue is we need a new perspective. See, so we get caught up thinking we need a new car or we need a new job or we need a new house or we need a new spouse or, you know, we think if I had, you know, some, I need a new whatever, when really... The truth is, we just need a new perspective. Mm -hmm. By the way, you know, one of those that people think, oh, I need a new church. <laughs> Might just need a new perspective. It's so easy for us at times to, you know, get into a rut in the way that we think and the way that we are. You know, some of us, we're trying to be like God, I change not. You know, you're just stuck in a rut. That's not one of the ways that we're like the Lord because we're supposed to be changing, amen? But, you know, back when people used to use wagons all the time, during rainy season, sometimes it, the wagons would make ruts and the ruts could get so bad that eventually the axles were all the way down to the mud and they were stuck, well, there's a lot of people that's in their mindset and the way they think and the way they are, they've been stuck all the way up to the axles for a long time and they need, they need a change. And I'm believing that for some of us in some way tonight, we're going to get moving again, get a new perspective, get out of that old rut, you know, but you know, sometimes when the wagon gets stuck, you got to get out and look at it from a different angle to see how to get it out. So that's what 
this is for tonight to change our perspective. There's a just an illustration that you probably heard before, but shoe salesman goes to a remote area where there's nothing but hillbillies, and he he's really discouraged because nobody there wears shoes. He calls home and he tells them, nobody wears shoes here. You can't sell shoes here. Well, they send another salesman and he calls home and he's all excited. He's just, you know, bubbling over. This is fantastic. Everybody here needs shoes. What's the difference? Perspective, that's all. See, whatever's going on in our world, you see all kinds of different perspectives in both the news and on social media. Everybody has their own take about everything. It's perspective. My, uh, well, one of my very favorite movies, my favorite Christmas movie, I'll put it that way, is It's a Wonderful Life. And I'm sure that many of you have seen the movie, but just to kind of fill you in on what happens is there's this guy who uh, is got himself in a, a big bind. He's in a big mess. He's going to be charged with crimes. It looks really bleak. And he's so depressed, you know, he's just like ready to, to cash it all in. I mean, he's just ready to give up completely. But he's given the opportunity to see what his world would be like if he had never been born, if he had never lived. And it's horrible. And he, as he's going through this alternate reality. All he wants is to get back to his real life. And when that finally happens, he's so excited. He's so overjoyed. Nothing about his circumstances has changed. Nothing. The only thing that happened was that he changed his perspective he went from being depressed and down and maybe even suicidal to just being ecstatic with joy and gratefulness because his perspective changed. Now, if you know the movie, then you know the end of the movie that it all got turned around and everything worked out great for him. But even before that happened, his change of perspective changed his whole outlook on life. And you need to realize how powerful that is in your life, that a change of perspective can cause you to be somebody that has peace, cause you to be somebody that has joy, cause you to be somebody that's talking about the Lord and telling other people about how good God is. See, so much of it has to do with our perspective. We always think it's about our circumstance. No, it's really more, much more about our perspective on things. Your perspective can undermine you or it can put you over your struggle. You know, the word perspective, you're, well, you're just not going to find it in the Bible unless it's some strange translation. But the principle is there over and over again. You certainly see it clearly. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6 and look at verse 22 and 23. And while you're turning there, I'm pretending like y'all got Bibles and you're turning, all right? While you're turning there, you know, most people think that it is the cards that life deals to them that determines their, whether, well, whether or not they're successful, whether or not, let me put it this way, whether or not their life is good. It's the cards that 
life deals to you. But the truth is, it's your perspective that will determine whether or not your life is good. Now, that's really hard to hear if things aren't going good for you right now. Or you look back over your life and you say, no, my life stinks and it's just what happened to me. But I'm telling you that your perspective will determine. I'm not saying that bad things didn't happen to you. I'm saying, but your, your perspective will determine whether or not life turns out good for you. Here's what Jesus says. Matthew 6, 22 and 23, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Anybody got bad eyes? Having to get some stronger glasses, got bad eyes. That's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about your physical eye and he's not talking about your physical body. He's talking about the way you see things. He's talking about perspective, the way you look at things. And he's not talking about your physical body. He's talking about your life, the way you look at things. If you see things in a negative way, you looking at things the wrong way, the bad way, I want to tell you, it's going to fill your whole life with gloom. It'll fill your whole life with negative things. But if you look at things with the right perspective, it will fill you with good. If your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Bad things happen in our world. And there's bad people. I want to tell you right now, it's not all bad. Here's what the Bible says, Psalm 33 and 5. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Oh my. It's amazing how we can talk about the bad. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. I would tell you this doesn't change. Doesn't matter what's going on in the economy. Doesn't matter what, what kind of pandemic. Doesn't matter what's happening over there somewhere. I want you to know that the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 52, 1 says, the goodness of God endures continually. I think we sang about it tonight, didn't we? Yeah, but Jesus looked at everything with this perspective. All things are possible with God. You just start plugging in that simple perspective from the word into every negative situation. I want to tell you, it changes things. All things are possible with God. There's not anything that our God can't do. As a Bible-believing Christian, we ought to always look at life with this perspective. All things are possible with God. All things are possible to him who believes. That's a faith perspective. See, we need to have that kind of a faith perspective. When challenges and struggles and tests and trials and battles come, I want to tell you, life can beat you down, but not when you have a faith perspective. John chapter 9, 1 through 7 it says, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth and his disciples 
asked him, asked Jesus, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as, as, long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground, made clay with the saliva, and anointed his eyes, the eyes of the blind man, with clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Now, Here's a different perspective on people. The disciples, I want to tell you, most people, when they see someone in a bad way, they automatically think somebody is to blame. I mean, sometimes it's their own fault. Sometimes it's, well, it might be their parents' fault. Maybe it's society's fault. You know, maybe it's the government's fault. Somebody is to blame. Jesus didn't look at it that way. He looked at it with this perspective. This happened that, my, my, that, that the works of the Lord, that the works of God would be revealed. Amen. Different kind of perspective. Not looking for blame, trying to place blame, but see the way Jesus does. See, it's so different. You know, when you see negative situations as an opportunity for God to work. Anybody got a negative situation? It's an opportunity for God to work. You know, I, let, me just, let me just read what he said here one more time. He said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. Um, do you think that neither him or his parents had ever sinned? So, listen, see, people get really silly with interpreting the Bible a lot of times. And, and that Jesus was not saying that neither of them had never, had ever, ever, ever sinned. He's saying that this was not a result of sin. But this happened that the works of God should be revealed in him. And I want to tell you a lot of the time, if we would just have that kind of a faith perspective, this happened as an opportunity for God to show up, for God to show himself strong in my life or in this person's life. See, we need that kind of a perspective. It's totally different than this blame game that the world plays. No, whose fault is it? I don't know. What I know is who the answer is. I know who can fix it. Doesn't matter who did it. I know a God who can absolutely do a work in this situation. And God gets the glory. See, somebody in poverty, who's to blame? You know, I hear people sometimes talking about how, well, you know, they're just lazy or, you know, they're just dumb. I don't know. What I do know is that God is able to help them. God is able. This is an opportunity for God to show up and do a work. But we got to have that kind of a perspective. And if you allow yourself to uh, be drugged down by the, the news and all this garbage on social media, all kinds of negative stuff, it's just over and over and over again. And if you let that drag you down, you see, that becomes the way you see things. Your whole life is going to be filled with darkness. 
All kinds of, it's just going to be filled with negative. I call it yuck. Your life's just going to be filled with yuck. See, you got to keep a faith perspective. You got to keep a, the perspective that all of these things are an opportunity for our God. Nothing is too hard for him. Here's a new perspective. When you see an opportunity or when you see a problem, you need to see it as an opportunity. We need, here's a new perspective. We see solutions instead of just looking for somebody to blame. Now think about this one. Jesus saw this blindness. And this man had been blind from birth, right? But Jesus saw this as temporary. It wasn't going to last much longer. It was about over. What if we saw problems as temporary? And you might have had a problem for 30 years. It's still temporary. I mean, if you don't get victory and you get to heaven, it was still temporary. It was temporal. But I'm just telling you, you see, if we see those problems as temporary, we don't settle in where we just accept it any longer. If we'll see that our God is able Jesus, he didn't just see the problem, he saw the answer. And that's what we've got to do, have that kind of a perspective. All the, you know, the things that we see, they're subject to change. They're subject to change, listen, because our God can change them. They're subject to change because our God can change them and he answers prayer. He responds it's a prayer prayed in faith. So when you face battles, and sometimes it even appears to be defeats. Anybody had some defeats? See them the way Jesus would see them. An opportunity for God, God's work to be revealed. You'll find great perspective in Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Here's some perspective. I just want to read it from the NIV. It says it this way. We know that in all things, God works. Remember we read that the works of God were revealed in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. See, he can work in any situation. Doesn't matter what it is. You get fired from a job, God can turn it for good. I, I know, I know, I know how hard that can be, that it can be depressing, that it can be scary. Let me tell you, God can turn it for good, but you gotta have a faith perspective. I knew a man that, got fired from his job and he, he decided he's going to stay in the same business. So he just went out and started his own business doing what he had been doing for somebody else before. And within just a few years, he was a millionaire. This was years ago, by the way, when a millionaire was something, <laughs> but 
I'm just telling you, it's, it's a matter of perspective. When something like that happens, you can either see it as a horrible thing or you can see it as an opportunity for God. He can turn terrible things around. You know, when Joseph, I know most of you know the story of Joseph. You'll find it in the book of Genesis if you want to read it. But Joseph was hated by his brothers. They throw him down in this well and they're talking about killing him. And can you imagine looking at life from Joseph's perspective at that point, looking up from the bottom of this well? Well, they decide to sell him as a slave. That's hard. I mean, when your family's hating on you that bad, that they sell you as a slave. And then he works for Potiphar and he does a great job, but Potiphar's wife falsely accuses him and he ends up in prison. What kind of perspective does this guy have? I know this, the Lord was with him and the Lord blessed him through it all. And then he helped some guys while he was in prison and they forgot about him at least for a while. And finally, God brings him out of that prison and puts him in a place of great authority where he can use him in a mighty way. And during a great famine, Joseph's family all comes to Egypt where Joseph is to get food. And his brothers are fearful that Joseph is going to get them because of what he's done to them before. And Joseph, he tells his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to the saving of many lives. You ever had somebody do something evil to you? Sometimes maybe even family, brothers and sisters in the Lord did evil to you. I want you to know something. Our God is so big, he can absolutely turn it around. You say, well, I don't see how. You need a new perspective. He's so much bigger. This guy, when he was in prison, I wonder if he could see how. I don't know, but I know this. God is able to turn it around, just like he did for Joseph. And here's the thing. Not only was it for Joseph's good, it was for his family's good. That was the nation of Israel. That was the, the 12 tribes of Israel. His family, he, he and his brothers were the 12 tribes of Israel. This was to become the nation of Israel. And God saved them because of what Joseph went through. Now, we don't understand sometimes, God, can't you do it an easier way? I want you to know God knows what he's doing. But I, I'm just going to throw this in here tonight. But I believe that God was bringing Joseph to the place where he would be a great leader. And I don't know how God's working in your life, but I do know this, that not only can he work it out for your good, he can work it out for those around you to, that, that it will be a blessing to them. In fact, Joseph ended up being used of God to save many lives. Listen, the whole nation of Egypt, because God had raised him up and that would have never have happened if his brothers hadn't done such a terrible, evil thing to him. Just don't limit God. 
see? We need to have that kind of perspective that our God can do absolutely anything, see? The difference between faith and doubt, it's perspective. How big is your God? How good is your God? Does he answer prayer? Does he care? See, when we have a right perspective, we, need, we, we can have faith and really believe God. So, what God are you praying to? <laughs> this is our favorite verse. We actually do have one, even though I love so many of them. It's Ephesians 3.20. We're praying to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. You, you can't even imagine what God can do. That's who we pray to. So, see, when we have that perspective, the limits are off. He can do it. No matter how dark, no matter how hard. Now, I just want to get this in here. That doesn't mean he's going to do it the way you told him to. I doubt that Joseph told God to do it this way. I'm sure he didn't. And God doesn't usually do it the way I tell him to either. I'm just saying. But he is so able to turn it around for good. The real difference between being a complainer and a grateful person is perspective. By the way, complainers are miserable. Grateful people are happy, joyful people. Decide which one you want to be. If you want to be a grateful person, you got to have a biblical perspective, a right perspective. It really has very little to do with what you have. I mean, we should certainly be thankful for what we have. Don't misunderstand me. But it has little to do with how much you have. We get really confused about that in, in our country where we are so affluent and we're all so blessed and have so much and so much of the time people think, well, if I just had a little more, I want to tell you the truth. There are billionaires who are not grateful. They think they deserve every penny they've got. And there are people who are poor, very poor, in third world countries who are thankful. And there's people like me who's so blessed but absolutely knows I got way, 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 way more than I deserve. It's perspective. See, some people, they fall into this thing, well, I deserve more. Well, you're never going to be happy until you change your perspective and realize the goodness of God. And I'll tell you, when you're thankful, it's amazing how God will just bless you more and more and more. You know, the children of Israel, when God brought them out of Egypt, finally, out of 400 years of slavery, there came a time when they complained and they wanted to go back to Egypt where they had been in bondage for 400 years. They also complained because God was miraculously providing manna for them every day. This miracle happened. There's food laying on the ground. 
I mean, how hard is that? What do you do? You just go out and pick it up. We got food. And they had all different kinds of ways they fixed it, but they got tired of it. And so they complained. And some of them died. So often the Lord provides for us and we just kind of take it for granted. But the Bible says in everything, give thanks. It's really a matter of perspective. One guy has a car. It's got about 80,000 miles on it. And he thinks, well, you know, I've gotten good use out of this car. It's time to get something newer and nicer. He takes it and he trades it in, gets him something newer and nicer. He's tired of that old car. The dealership puts a little wax on it, fixes it up a little bit, puts it out there on the lot. Another guy comes along and he sees that car. He thinks, man, this is nice. And he buys that car and he's so excited to take it home and to show it to his family and to his friends. He's got a nice car. He's so happy about it. What's the difference? Perspective. I want you to know there's people that want your car. And some of you thinking, yeah, they can have it. No, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you might be sick of it, but there's people that want your car. It's perspective. It's amazing how most of the time our human nature just leads us to look at things negatively. It's so easy for us in our, our old nature to see the bad. Instead, we need to be seeing the good. You know, you go to a third world country and you see how, you know, what they have and you, you realize that they would be thrilled to have a tenth of what we have. It, it's just perspective. So are you rich? Oh, if five of you got it. All right. Somebody just didn't respond out loud, I hope, but you are. You are. You're thinking, oh, no, no, that guy, he's rich. I'm not rich. Yes, you are. It's a matter of perspective. Listen, the guy on the, in the third world country living in a mud hut thinks you're rich. It's perspective. You're rich to them. But here's another thing. Forget about material things. If you know the Lord, how rich you are. How wonderful to be somebody that has a real relationship with the Lord. Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good. See, a whole lot of people, they're just messed up in their concept of who God is. It, it, and, you know, they, they've made up this God of their own making and their own image and they judge him. Their perspective of God is wrong. They think that God does, you know, that God does things that are wrong and he doesn't do right. And why does it God do this? And let me tell you, Deuteronomy 32, 4, he is the rock. His work is perfect. Well, I don't understand. Well, he's God. There's a whole lot of things we're not going to understand. But I know this, whether I understand his work and what's happened or how. 
I know that he is just and his works are perfect. But I am going to say this. Don't ever blame God for the works of the devil and evil men. So many people, you know, they, they don't even hardly believe in God until bad things happen. They say, I don't understand why God did this. And I'm like, you don't even go to church and believe in God. You're blaming God. This is weird. But what's even weirder is when Christians do it. Here's a right perspective. His works are perfect for all his ways are justice. A God of truth without injustice, righteous and upright is he. See, we may not understand, but we just got to remember that he is always just and righteous. Everything he does is right. You might be going through a lot. We'll tell it to Job. Yep. James 1, 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. There's a perspective. It's a hard one, but it'll help you. When you're going through all kinds of tests, all kinds of trials, what do you do? You count it joy. Because, see, here comes the perspective. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance and let that patience or perseverance have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. See, it's working something in. It's going to grow you up. It's going to mature you in your faith until you don't lack anything. But knowing this, that's a perspective that helps you get through those hard times. You know, it always helps me too to notice that it's a trying of your faith. It's not the breaking of your faith. It's a trying of your faith. See, you got to know that you're going to be all right. It's going to get better. Keep looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. Psalm 27, 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't know why that verse just keeps popping up in my preaching and it's in some of our songs right now too. But, you know, it, it's so good. I mean, when you're, when you're going through those difficult times, you just believe that you'll see the goodness of the Lord. What is that? That's perspective. I believe I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And it just keeps you from giving up. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's pers perspective, see? Seeing with eyes of faith. Why should I worry? Why should I worry when the sparrow watcher is watching over me? Why should I worry? That's perspective. What do you think he's doing while you're struggling? He's just looking the other way, taking care of some better kids. No, he hasn't forgotten about you. We got to keep a right perspective about our father. See, as much as we can, we need to try to get God's perspective. See, if we can see things from his perspective, our worries would all just vanish. See, and, and I want to encourage you with this. See, if you're, you're struggling with joy, you're struggling with peace tonight, don't take this as a, as a criticism. I'm helping you, believe me. You need to get a different perspective. 
Because there is a peace that passes understanding. How are you going to get that perspective? Well, you're going to have to pray. But that, that comes, you see, and that's a different kind of perspective. It doesn't make sense, but I got peace. There's a joy that you can have. We just read about it. You can have a joy while you're going through tests and trials, but you got to have the right perspective. Anybody ever have a hard time with people? You at odds with somebody? We've all been there. I want to give you perspective tonight. Uh, your fight is not with flesh and blood. Not really. It's really a spiritual battle. You say, that person is so mean. They just act ugly. They say ugly things. Let me give you a little perspective. Missionary came home from dealing with the tribe of cannibals and a witch doctor that wanted to boil him in a pot. And you, talk, you start telling him about these mean people, he thinks they're not that mean. <laughs> His perspective. Mm -hmm. What about when you're wrong? Are you just going to let them get away with it? I mean, the Lord tells us to forgive. By the way, it is not an option. Not if Jesus is your king. If he's your Lord, it's not optional. But it's so wrong for them to just get away with it. You need some perspective. The Lord says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And I want you to know that God can do a way better job than you can. We have prayed for our enemies and those who wronged us. We've prayed for them and said, oh Lord, have mercy. Not kidding. Lord, have mercy. I mean, I wanted you to get them, but wow. Listen, God is well able to make things right. We, it may not be on our timetable. We may not see it. We may not understand it, but you need to trust the Lord. He says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And you see, when you have that perspective, you don't feel like, oh, well, I have to forgive and they get away with it. You know what? I forgive and I just turn that over to the Lord. However he handles it, it's fine with me. I trust him to take care of it. But, you know, we just, we just got to obey God and do what the Lord wants us to do and you know, so many things in life are just a matter of perspective. Some of our staff was talking one day, you know, they're all really young. And um, I know they're the same age as some of you. That's perspective, just saying. Um, but they were trying to describe some people and they said, you know, they're older, like 50 something. And I'm like, hey, I'm 63. You know, then they start backtracking. Oh, but you're a young 63. <laughs> yeah, okay. But see, it's all, it's all relative. It's all a matter of perspective. I mean, I'm young compared to some. I'm just saying. What's old? How about 85? Caleb didn't think 85 was old. At 85 years old, he says, give me this mountain. I'll go fight these giants. He's ready to go. He says, I'm just as strong now. I'm just as good a fighter as I ever was. I'm ready to go. 
Listen, there's nothing wrong with being older. There's something wrong with the perspective that you are too old. That's wrong. It's a lie. It is a lie that the enemy has used to rob the church of so much wisdom and so much gifting, so many blessings, because there's so many older people who decided they were too old. And I'm going to do it again. I've been doing it for a while now. I call you out of retirement in the name of Jesus. Nobody gets to retire from serving the Lord. I'm got to move on. We're never going to get, we're going to be here till nine if we don't. Oh, wow. It's bad. Help me, Jesus. And this thing about being too young, the Lord told Jeremiah, don't say I'm a child. You're my prophet. And how about David? You know, that shepherd boy, that shepherd boy, you know, Saul told him, you can't go out against the Philistine to fight him. You're a youth. He's a man of war from his youth. But we all know what happened. And in just a little while, David became known as the greater, greatest warrior of Israel's history. They sang songs about him. Nobody was thinking of him as a boy anymore. This man did what everybody else was afraid to do. Too young. Don't say you're too young. Perspective. See, and be careful about the attitude towards young people. Be careful what you say. I mean, you may be hanging your head in shame one day when you see what they become. So, how do we get a new perspective? First, I think you, sometimes you just need to decide. I mean, you know, you know where your thinking is wrong. You know that you need to change. You know that you've been stuck in that rut. And you just have to decide, you know what? I'm not going to think this way anymore. I'm going to get a new perspective. I'm going to start thinking right. Second, it really helps if you have the right kind of friends. And let me just tell you, iron sharpens iron. That's what the Bible says. But you need friends that will tell you the truth. And here's where it's going to get weird. You need some friends that are not just like you. I mean, it doesn't do you any, any good at all when you get together with your, your four friends and y'all all talk and y'all think just alike. You need a different perspective sometimes. You need to have some friends where iron sharpens iron. I don't misunderstand what I'm about to say, but you know, when you're feeling down and you feel sorry for yourself and, you know, the Bible says we weep with those who weep, but I, I just want you to understand, you see, you, you don't need a friend to come along when you're, you're all feeling sorry for yourself and they're like, oh, we feel sorry for you too. It's so bad, so bad. No, you need a friend that can speak faith to you and encourage you and lift your spirit and get you to begin to look up to the Lord. I'm, I'm just saying, you need those kinds of friends in your life. Amen. Not just friends that will agree with you. See, that doesn't change your perspective. Sometimes you need a friend that will get you, th they'll say, hey, you're not thinking right. You're not looking at this right. Okay. And we all need friends that will encourage us. Encourage one another daily, the Bible says. Third, pray. 
Now, you know, in some ways this one ought to be first, but anyway, pray. God is able to give you a new perspective. All things are possible to him who believes. See, how often things look so terrible, problems look so insurmountable, and then you spend some time in prayer and all of a sudden they don't seem so big anymore. I mean, you just get your eyes on God and how awesome he is and how big he is and all that other stuff starts looking a little smaller. But prayer can absolutely change your perspective. Fourth, go to the word. There's no better way to get a new perspective than to renew your mind with the word of God. It helps you to begin to see things God's way. I mean, you just, you could just go anywhere. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He's watching over me. He's taking care of me. He's not going to let anything happen to me. I'm going to be all right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not going to lack. He's going to take care of all of my needs. He makes me lie down in the green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul, leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. For you are with me. For you are with me. See, this is perspective. Going through this horrible time, I won't be afraid because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, some people view the rod and the staff as, oh, I'm going to get, get a whooping. Oh, no. See, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They, they guide me and they defend me. See, but all through the scripture, it helps you get different perspective. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You got any enemies, people against you? Let me tell you something. God can bless you in spite of them right in front of them. That's better than revenge, by the way. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Oh, just blessed to overflow. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to know that when he wrote this, he'd been through a lot of hard times, but he's, this is perspective. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. And last, sometimes you just got to praise the Lord right in the midst of it. And I, there's so many examples of this in the Psalms, but Psalm 77 is one of those. He says, I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyelids open. I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate with my heart and my spirit makes a diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable, favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? And this is what we do sometimes when we're really going through it. We start asking all kinds of questions. Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? 
And I said in my anguish, this, this is, I said, this is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the people. You have, with your arm, redeemed your people. And you know what? So often in the psalm, this is the way it goes, where it goes from being way down and they start, they turn and they begin to think about the Lord. And all of a sudden they're praising him. They got a new perspective. And I just encourage you, this is a powerful way. Sometimes you just start praising God right in the midst of your battle and God will give you a faith perspective that'll get you over. Well, stand with me. I'm going to let you be dismissed in prayer.